Hey, everybody. You tuning in to Mad About It. Uh, I'm your host, Becky. Becky with the good hair. That's right, it's me. Today, it's not really, I'm not really angry about anything. I'm angry, I'm angry about everything, but um, today we're just going to talk about, we're going to talk about intersex people. We're going to talk about what the heck that is, what it means, who are intersex people, what are they doing, uh, what's being done to them, and uh, uh, what are we going to do about it. And hopefully in, you know, however long it takes to get through this, uh, hopefully we will leave feeling a little more in the know. And uh, I saw, I just think this, I just think this stuff is really interesting. Uh, maybe I'm just a lunatic, but um, all right, let's get into it. So, what is intersex? Uh, it's an umbrella term for a wide range of natural bodily variations. Some are apparent from birth. Some are not apparent until puberty. And some just aren't apparent at all. Uh, so what is, what is a variation? It's any variation on your sex chromosomes or your chromosomes just in general. I don't know if they're sex or not. I'm no scientist. Don't hate me, please. Uh, any variation on your gonads? Any variation on your sex hormones? Any variation on your, the, on your genitals? That uh, don't really fit like the, the most typical... Uh, version of those things so why don't i just say abnormal genitals because uh, that is that's just not what it is that's that's like a real real horrible generalization of a really complex and uh kind of beautiful uh thing that nature's doing over here so uh it's all natural it's not not normal Hey, do you love that double negative? Me too. I got I got a bunch more coming up, but it's not not normal. Uh, that means that it's just, it's a little atypical, you know? So if you were born a man and you just have a penis and balls and like nothing really, nothing really crazy happened to you, you're not normal. You're just typical. Uh, if you're a woman who's got all the right parts in all the right places, doesn't make you more normal. It makes you typical. Uh, if you're an intersex person, it just means you're atypical. And uh, I think we can all agree that there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I love atypical things. Um, okay. Yeah, and it's not like, it's not even, a, you know, it's, anyway. Hold on. Okay, so. So why are we talking about this? I mean, the medical language for this is still kind of just, it still describes a lot of the stuff as disorders. And there are versions of uh, birth uh, genitalia problems that are just, you know, like uh, sometimes when a, when a boy is born, there'll be like the, the foreskin will be way too tight or something and they like won't be able to pee and sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll happen later in life that happens 
this is not what we're talking about. Um, we're talking about when you have something that looks legitimately just between a vagina or, or penis or you have completely normal genitals and inside your body you have some sort of combination of ovaries and testicles. Like you have a set of testicles like right underneath your ovaries. That's 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 intersex. Um, there's also just... Uh, dna intersex like there's there's the version of being intersex that's only recognizable when you get a dna test so you can be intersex and not have uh both parts and have totally normal parts but have other characteristics that are a little tough to explain um like uh androgen insensitive androgen ins uh insensitivity syndrome am i getting that right there's a version of a there's a DNA uh, there's a DNA variation where uh, a man is born, but they like can't process or absorb the androgens and the testosterone and all the different stuff. So they like have all the stuff, but they don't really get uh, masculine. They stay they like become feminine instead. It's complicated. I'm obviously not a doctor. I'm obviously not an expert. Please don't turn it off. It's just um, the whole point is that intersex is a huge variety of, of different uh, highly individualized circumstances. Uh, so remember in the last episode and gender when I talked about plants, um, plants, plants have true hermaphrodites There are true hermaphrodites in plants. Um, human beings like don't really have uh, a quote unquote true hermaphrodite mostly because we're going to get into this later mostly because the word hermaphrodite is just completely uh it's like the most dated thing ever they've been trying to get rid of the word hermaphrodite since the 1940s Hermaphrodite is an outdated term that is offensive to some people, so try not to say it. Um, we have to talk about, we have to say hermaphrodite uh, to talk about the history of all this stuff. We have to say hermaphrodite uh, sometimes for clarity reasons. Um, but the, the, the proper, better term is intersex. Also, not everybody identifies as intersex that that is intersex or has intersex characteristics so not i mean just because you have intersex characteristic doesn't mean you identify as intersex um so it's all just it's all just it's it's kind of a mess uh so uh you know hold the hold the hold the hold the hold the hold the stake burning till the end please at least let me let me say my piece and then and then you can burn me at the stake and then it'll be fine. We can have marshmallows. It's gonna be good. So um, yeah. So this is all mostly controversial because these fucking doctors, the fucking doctors, they 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 just do stuff like this and they don't tell anybody because it's all really awkward to talk about. Um, and it happens it happens often enough. You're gonna see later. We'll we'll talk about it for modern for modern stuff. Let's talk about what hap what's happening nowadays. It's happening often enough that there's there's policies about it. Like the doctors know about intersex people. They know about intersex people. They just they're just ignorant about and they're choosing to be. You know, they're just willfully ignorant about uh, 
what's going on with intersex people, I think. Um, okay. So, all right. Let's get in. Let's get into a bit of the history of this. Um, so, are intersex something that, like, is this a modern phenomenon? Absolutely not. None of it is. Nothing about humans and sexuality could ever be modern. Haven't you read Shakespeare? We're all just repeating the same garbage 24-7. It's just... Anyway. So, uh, it just wouldn't be... It wouldn't be human sexuality if we weren't going to go back to ancient Greeks. Uh, so, we got to go straight back to ancient Greeks. Always. They're always... They're, they fucked the most and they talked the most about it. It's the best. Uh, but there's also tons of terrible things, of course. Anyway, I'm getting real off topic already. So, Hermaphroditus is a, is a, a Greek myth about uh, a, 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 you know, sort of a mystical being with male and female parts that had supernatural powers. Um, three genders were pretty often written about in ancient Greek text they were they would talk about uh uh they would talk about male female and hermaphrodite as the three choices and as far as legal legal things were concerned um if you know much about ancient greek society you know that men owned everything and women women were property so like whether or not you were a man or a woman in ancient greece made a really big difference on your life. <laughs> so you were either the property owner or the property. So if you're a hermaphrodite, how does that fit into things? Well, they said, okay, it's whatever the, the more dominant gender is. So if you're uh, a hermaphrodite who expresses predominantly as male, I'm not sure what that expression, I don't know what the fine print on that is. And we don't know how, I don't know, at least maybe we do know, but I don't know how hermaphrodites are treated in ancient Greek culture, so this could be a whole different thing. All I'm saying is that we have proof that they talked about it. We have proof that they had a supernatural being about it. We had proof that uh, hermaphrodites were uh, being discussed by the ancient Greeks. Um So what does that mean for today? That means that we should, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be using the word hermaphrodite because it's pretty dated. But it means that intersex people are not a modern phenomenon in the least. It also means that, um, you know, whether or not your genitals uh, were predominantly male or female was still an argument that was going on back then. And it's still very much the argument that's going on today. The term intersexuality uh, was coined in 1917. So that's really recently. It's all around the modern medicine psychology time frame of it, where everybody was really, really, you know, uh, writing furiously to each other. Um, so... Uh, and uh, as I said before, it was in, it was in 1940s ish when uh, a guy named Kawadias, super sorry about that dude, um, that guy said, uh, huh, 
maybe we should stop saying hermaphrodite. I think it's more like intersex or intersexuality might be a better term. So people have been trying to get people to switch over for like 80 years. Give it a thought. Okay. Um, there's, there, you know, remember how I was like, we don't know how ancient Greeks are treated uh, as hermaphrodites. We just know that they had to be predominantly either one or the other in order to get legal status. I think that we could probably safely assume that uh, most of those those intersex people in the hermaphrodite ancient Greek category uh, were probably put as women. They were they were probably not all just like given legal male status out of the benefit of the doubt. Um, I'm sure some were, but I don't think it was the majority of them. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and uh, we don't really know how hermaphrodites were treated in the ancient Greek system. We don't really know what people thought about them generally. Um, there's a lot of other research about uh, just non-Western cultures and non-Western societies that have different takes on multiple genders and uh, different takes on gender categories that account for uh, intersex or trans people, uh, you know, either or. It depends on the, the culture. I'm not clumping intersex and trans people together. They're, they're separate in the cultures that I'm talking about as well, but um, I'm just not being super clear. Uh, but, like... You know, where is this research, where does this research come from? The research comes from, you know, white people doing their dissertations, romanticizing other cultures that they go to for short periods of time that, uh, you know, they can't fully understand or interpret in like an unbiased way. So like, even though, you know, just because there are lots of other cultures that acknowledge the existence of a third catch-all or a fourth catch-all of sorts uh, doesn't really mean that um, these these uh, these people like weren't still ostracized in their their, their cultures. Um, you know, I've I've heard about uh, Two Spirit Native American. Uh, Canadian area uh, tribes, Canadian area Native American tribes that have a two-spirit culture that kind of uh, uh, elevate um, trans people to a sort of like uh, spiritual healer status. Uh, but uh, that's that's one of the only uh, positive cultural adaptations of of trans or gender non-conforming people that i've ever seen um i'm just not super optimistic about it if you know of some really positive inclusions uh some really optimistic positive uh acceptance cultural acceptance stories uh about intersex or trans or uh gender non-conforming people please please send me that ASAP. All right. So let's let's go back to uh, let's go back to like now, or uh, or we can stay in the 1920s. It makes more sense in like the 1930s, 40s ish. It makes more sense to think about all these things happening in that time period because it seems so far away. 
It seems so irrelevant to today, but a lot of this stuff is going on today. So if you don't get nightmares, uh, I'm jealous. So a lot of doctors, uh, if you're, uh, if you give birth to a baby and your baby's intersex, it's got some ambiguous genitalia, that doctor, uh, is going to take it upon themselves to, uh, address the emergency situation. You know, it's not just a, Oh, look at that. It's like, a, Oh, okay. Well, the friend, you know, blah, 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 the, 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 you know, the, 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 the tip of the penis is too long or blah, blah. And then I'll, they'll, uh, they'll stitch it up or the, you know, and sometimes they won't even talk to the parent about it because there's so much social stigma against situations like these that, uh, it's just never, it's just never a good thing. Uh. I saw it referred to as a social emergency that intersex births were seen as a social emergency. I think that's pretty, pretty accurate as far as like how people deal with this. So they, there's such a social emergency. And I think also they're, so, they're, they're common enough that a guy named John, either John money or John Money or John Monet or John, I think it's just John Money. Uh, his name's John Money. Uh, I think it's Monet. Money. Mooney. Money. M O N E Y. It says it's just spelled Money. All right. He he was he's a doctor who went ahead and was like, "Hey everybody, let's go ahead and adopt this policy, the optimal gender policy." He developed it with some other doctors, and he believed that. Um, you know, if a child was born intersex, that the sooner you intervened, the smoother the transition they would have to their, their proper gender. That if you just let it go untended like a weed, it would grow into, you know, something, something bad. So you had to, they would, they would have to, or that the child would grow up confused or that the child would grow up and, uh, uh, you know, uh, not uh, not thrive because they they were being you know I'm not sure exactly what the problem with uh, letting your kid grow up to be what their body wants them to be but um, it kind of just seems like the worst case scenario is that you have uh, a really unique set of genitals or uh, maybe a extra gonad or two uh, or an extra chromosome that you never notice until, uh, some weird thing later in life. But what the problem is, the problem, the whole mad about it part, the whole really, f I mean, the mad about doesn't cover it, um, is that they're hurting babies to try to fit them into the gender binary because they refuse to acknowledge that there's even the possibility of a third option. There's only either or with or without. So, uh, and it causes tons of really upsetting, really, uh, catastrophic problems later in life. We're not talking like, uh, you know, getting your, getting your baby teeth taken out. We're talking genital surgery. Uh, your tissues in your genitals just kind of have a, you know, kind of a different property, uh, than, than anything else. They're not really like 
uh, Play-Doh that can be endlessly kind of like messed around down there. It's a lot of really uh, intricate nerves. Uh, Lots and lots of stuff that we don't even fully understand yet with the nerves. I mean, the nerves are like unbelievable. But you can't just... You can't just kind of endlessly keep reforming genitals. That's not how it works. And uh, these people, these people end up not just, I mean, I, I just think it's ridiculous that the whole premise of this is to avoid social ostracization for being, you know, something in between male or female. When the result that they make is is something that's much worse than between male or female. They take a, they take a, a uh, non-conforming person and they force them into a mold and it's pure mutilation because it takes the function that they had away. It takes the pleasure that they had away. It takes the, the, the look of a natural body away. So, uh, I mean... Obviously, medical intervention is good. There's lots of medical interventions. I mean, I, as a kid, had a ton of problems that I needed medical intervention for, and I'm very grateful that they medically intervened. I'm not at all, I'm not trying to be some sort of anti-vaxxer, like, nutcase over here. I'm talking about when, you know, a baby is born with ambiguous genitalia that is functional, that is not going to you know, cause them pain that's not going to make it so that they can't urinate, that's not going to make it so that they're, they have some sort of like super weird problem besides some sort of social problem. Um, you know, a later in, uh, what a doctor perceives to be a later in life social problem is not justification enough for a cosmetic alteration of some baby's super huge clit. That's just not, it's just not okay. Or, um, some, some, you know, it's just, it's just kind of a mess. So it's, it's like, well, there are genital defects from birth that need social intervention, uh, surgical intervention, but what we're complaining about is not really that it's, uh, kind of like cosmetic social alteration to make an intersex child be less intersex. Yeah, so I'm not at all criticizing, you know, the good stuff of modern medicine. I'm just pointing out that they're trying to make the third category that naturally occurs in nature into the either-or and it's never going to work because they aren't either. Uh, and it's also never going to work because you're putting all this crap onto a little baby. So this John Money guy thinks that the sooner you start it, the better off everybody is. The sooner you use surgically or medically or hormonally intervene with a intersex baby, the better off they are to adapt to their either or sex. That being said... of intersex people later in life in a survey that I found identified as either male or female and only 60% of them identified as intersex. 
Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that society has to be influencing those results like crazy. Like, of course, an intersex person would end up identifying as either or because everybody, everybody has to. I had to. My girlfriend has to. My mom had to. My dad had to. Uh, everybody has to pick. So why would intersex people be any different? Um, the problem is, is that sometimes they have uh, just just different bodies than 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 uh, typical bodies. They their bodies are just atypical. And then, uh, so we know what it's like to have an atypical body, no matter no matter if your gender is atypical or not. Um, and having an atypical body in our super, super, superficial society is pretty tough. But um, yeah, having an atypical gender, as well as an atypical body, uh, as well as an atypical perspective, I would assume, uh, must be really, really exhausting. So what's been going on? Uh, what's been going on about this? Well, most people don't know about this because all of it kind of just gets hush hush uh, swept under the rug in the hospital. Nobody's talking about it because nobody knows about it because people don't even know that intersex people exist. They know about Jeffrey Eugenides Middlesex uh, sometimes. People don't even know that that's, uh, you know, based on like a real person's actual life story. Uh, an actual life story. So, yeah, uh, they, they don't even always know that. Um, people don't know that intersex people exist. Uh, they certainly don't know how often they occur. I don't even think we can trust the statistics on it. I think in the last episode I said that like 1 in 1,500 to 1 in 2,000 uh, babies are born with uh, you know, some sort of atypical or uh, uh, deviation from uh, normal genitalia, you know. So um, uh, that's, not, that's not a lot, but... There's also like a, a policy on the books about it. So if there's a policy on the books about it, it's got to happen at least more than they're letting us know. And I think a lot of it would just get kind of categorized as uh, just something else entirely. Like none of it would get, none of it, get, no one, nobody would tell uh, them, you know, it's, it's the perspective is, is the important thing. Um, they wouldn't always tell them, that it is what it is. There's all sorts of terrible things that happen with, with birth anyway, especially our healthcare system is rushed, so it's just so messed up. But uh, it's super messed up, and uh, uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not optimistic all this is going to get better on its own without talking about it. So um, there are some uh, uh, groups and organizations that are dedicated to intersex people and raising intersex awareness and uh, uh, trying to get legislation about uh, non-consensual uh, sex anatomy modifications. Um, the only place that I found that successfully got something on the books about uh, non-consensual interventions is uh, Malta. In uh, April 2015, Malta was the first place 
to outlaw non-consensual medical interventions to modify sex anatomy, including and protecting intersex people. Uh, so there's a lot of groups that are trying to do this, but um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of different types of picket signs right now in America. So uh, it's tough. It's tough to uh, it's tough to fit them all in your trunk, and I get it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, non-consensual surgical modification to people that end up growing up to have pain and sexual dissatisfaction and uh, gender dysphoria and uh, actual gender dysphoria, not like uh, not like what they say that trans people have. Like I'm saying, like somebody that was supposed to be a different gender that gets raised as a different gender. I, I that's trans people too, but it's a different thing. It's a different thing when when um, uh, when you're born as the wrong gender and when you're born as as the gender that you are but our society steps in and says that's not right let me fix this and there's nothing to fix a lot of the times that's that's what i'm trying to say there's nothing to fix all right so uh it's just not fun it's not fun conversation but it is important and um, I think the best thing that you can do is to just talk about this to people and try to make it so that they at least get to the point where they don't, like, throw up in their mouth the moment you mention it. I know that sounds really, really rude. Most people that I talk to about these sorts of issues are extremely upset the moment that I bring it up. Um, and imagine what it's like when I'm trying to have, like, a like a, a conversation about uh, your sexual fantasies versus your sexual expectations. Like, oh my goodness, they can't deal with that one at all. But they really can't deal with uh, the intersex and hermaphrodite uh, conversation. You have to say hermaphrodite because otherwise people don't know what, they're, what you're talking about. I'm sorry. They don't know what you're talking about. And if you say intersex and you don't say hermaphrodite, then they just think that you're talking about something completely different. They just have no idea what you're talking about. So, um, sorry if, if you're upset. Sorry if you're offended. Sorry if I didn't say this how you would say it. But I did my best. And um, I hope somebody uh, learned something, uh, maybe. But anyway... There's also, there's tons of uh, intersex people in sports, um, and not tons. The reason I say tons is because uh, every time there is an intersex person in sports, it, it usually gets a lot of attention. Um, mostly because, similar to when trans people get into sports, when trans people get into sports, there's a lot of conversation. There's a lot of controversy. And it's because of the whole, well, you know, are you a woman or are you a man? Again, the either or is the whole problem. Uh, you know, third party people are just hanging out, living their lives, doing their thing. And the Democratic, Democrats and the Republicans can't, can't, can't get over it. And, like, I get it, you know when it's actually about politics uh, and when it's actually about, you know, the either the or voting thing, 
third party is 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 uh, is uh, counterproductive. But when it comes to uh, living your life, having beliefs, you know, you can totally just be third party and uh, vote however you want. And uh, I feel like that's uh, that's what uh, that's what any sort of uh, non-binary person has to do they have to they have to vote they have to play in the in the either or system they have to be in the yes or no hot or cold world but they're lukewarm and that's just what temperature they are so um you know i you know it's tough to be green in a yellow blue world or is it you know you just also kind of just blend right in does this make any sense? None, none whatsoever. None whatsoever. What was I said the last time? Hardcore nonsense. Yes. I should just read it, read it in the podcast, hardcore nonsense. Because that's what this is. It's just some hardcore nonsense. Intersex people are not hardcore nonsense, so don't, don't get me confused. Uh, they're real and they exist and uh, they need some real protections. Like, Jesus. All right. So... I think that's that's more than enough heavy stuff for now. Uh, I think the next episode's probably going to be about either like kink or fantasy or uh, porn or something. I don't know, something weird and something uh, sexy, but something that's not going to turn you on, that's for sure. 100% not going to turn you on. Ta-ta!